Jackson of the Spurs and Salsa. I am your host, JD. And with me, as always, the one and only mouse in the house. What up? What up? What up? Where have you been? Man, I know it's been. This is the longest we've ever taken a hiatus. I know we were. We you just forgot where the record button was. I did. Yeah, a little uh, behind the curtain. I forgot what the record button was. Um, (laughs) I know we let one week pass because the Spurs were on All Star break and there was nothing going on. Yeah. And then last week, we just got busy. We. We didn't time it right. I remember we, we were hoping to wait till Pop at least tied the record. Is what it really That's was. right. And then the game ended late, and then they didn't tie the record anyway. So, all right, then, we'll just push it. And then they lost again, and then lost yeah. again, lost again. But, yeah, let's dive into that. Um, but since we've last spoke, the rodeo road trip completed. Yep. And I got to say, I think it was a successful rodeo road trip. Yeah, I mean, we kind of ended on a skid where I guess some of those those last games, but it, it felt overall, it felt good. Lonnie Walker had a hell of a road trip. Or had and a, you know what? You might as well start talking because that's exactly what I want to talk about right now. Yeah. When Derek White was traded, I don't know if it's the minutes, the touches, whatever it was, it turned on something in Lonnie Walker. He averaged 20 points a game during the rodeo road trip. And up until his last game, which wasn't very good. I mean, it had been, he had been on a streak. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, Lonnie gets on these little heaters, but this is the longest one he's had. And this one feels different. And I, I know, <laughs> I'm sure somebody that has listened to most of our podcasts will, are probably laughing, right? Because Lonnie's yeah. the guy that we always fall in love with and then we're mad at him and, I'm sure I've said, you know what? Just give Primo all his minutes. Who cares? Lonnie's gone anyway. He's just that guy that suckers you in with, you know. I've said it a hundred. I know I've said this a hundred times. He's the best athlete on yeah. the court. But so you see potential, you see potential. And he's that guy where he just sucks you right back in when you think you're you're done with Lonnie. Because I was yeah. done. I was ready to give his minutes to other people because Lonnie's out the door. But this feels different, and maybe I'm an idiot for falling for it again, right? I'm, yeah, I'm I don't bad. think so. No, you don't think so? I don't okay. Because no, sometimes, cause I, cause I, was sometimes just... I feel like I'm that <laughs> girl that keeps taking the cheating boyfriend back. Like, oh, he's different <laughs> this time. He's changed. He's changed. He's <laughs> it's my fault. Uh huh. No, I. I mean, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I think I. I said on here a couple of shows back. I'm ready for for Lonnie to be part of the team going forward. I want us to to figure out his contract in the off season or make sure he's here at least. Um. Yeah. And, and you said it. I think during that during the rodeo road trip, he had six games where he averaged like more points than he's ever averaged in in any six game span in his in his you know short career, but career. Um. He was shooting like 52 percent from the field. I mean, the guy was lighting it up. When when we needed a bucket or we needed a three, it seemed like Lonnie was there to to kind of bring us back into the game and be that kind of spark that we needed. Yeah, and I've always thought he'd be good in that role because when he's on, you know, if he's coming off the bench, when he's on, he's on, right? He's, when he's got a heater, you can ride with it. If he's struggling, you can just sit him back down. Mm-hmm. But now it feels like you might be able to rely on him night in and night out. And again, I don't want to get... T- I don't want to give him too much, right? 
I don't want to fall too much in love again, but what makes this feel different is it, it feels like it was triggered from the absence of Derek White. Maybe it's just more opportunities, more touches, but it just feel. I think that's what makes me feel different. What makes me feel different is he was given the reins to assert him and Vassell, right? Yeah. Their, their touches, their minutes had to go up because White's gone. And he's made the most of it. Devin Vassell has done well. Devin Vassell's pushed his points per game up to 12, which is, you know, respectable. But Lonnie went on a tear. Lonnie almost gives you hope that maybe he's DeJounte Murray's Robin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like he just woke up and started playing better. Like you said, we can actually point to a change in in the Spurs organization, and that change was was Derek White leaving. And uh, ever ever since he's he left, that change kind of sparked sparked Lonnie for sure. And that's why so I it think makes that's sense. Why I feel different. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for sure. So Pop did finally, or the Spurs did finally, have Pop tie the uh, career regular season record. And tie uh, old Donnie boy, Don Nelson, for most wins by head coach in NBA history. Yes. And what's funny, so people keep reminding me that he already owns the all-time record if you count playoff yep. games. Yeah. Why didn't we make a bigger deal about that when he when he passed that? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you would think that would be more, more special, right? I mean, yeah, more prestigious over, or – yeah. But this is the one that's getting more attention. Maybe because this is the last one, like the last major milestone he'll probably hit. Possibly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I think that – so by the time people listen to this, if you listen the first day we drop it, it will it could be the morning of him breaking or surpassing the record. But if you listen to this anytime during the week, by the time you hear this – He'll probably have broken the record, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think next week what we'll do is we'll we'll deep dive into his legacy. Obviously, his legacy with the Spurs, undeniable, right? But his legacy is up there, not just in basketball, but just in sports. And, and again, we'll we'll deep dive more into it. Because next when we record next week, he will be the all-time winningest coach. Regular season, postseason, whatever you want, whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> however you want so, to split it up. But uh, Every, it's cool. We got like five home games before we record next, so in a row, so it's bound to bound to break it. And it'd be before. cool that he, if he breaks it at home. Now I wonder if tickets are start getting expensive. Yeah, I'll say this. So he, so most people will listen to this hopefully on Wednesday. If he doesn't break it Wednesday and he rides into spring break week, yeah, then I think the tickets will be a little pricey. So if you're thinking of going during spring break, tickets usually go up a little bit during holidays. But if Pop doesn't get it done before spring break, you might want to grab tickets quick because it'll be the, the price will hike. Yeah, because well, be- we got we got Toronto Wednesday night. Then Utah Friday night. If we lose by chance both of those games, going into that Saturday night game against the Pacers, that's gonna be that's gonna be the one that will def we should definitely put the uh, get that final win. Yeah. So we're on Pop Watch um, again next week. We'll talk more about his legacy. I want to go back to Lonnie though. Mm. 
So we like Lonnie, right? We, yep. uh, are you willing to give him a solid contract this offseason? Are you already there? Yeah. You are? I am. I'm there. Okay. okay. I made that, that commitment. I'm, I, think, I think so. I mean, obviously, okay. I don't want to overpay for him, but I think he deserves a he deserves a better contract, and I'm I'm ready to give it to him. Just the way the way it's, the change has been without Derek White, and you know you said it a ton. Most athletic guy on the court, and if he's comfortable coming off the bench, I think you know he could be our Manu, right? He could be that guy for the, for this team. Now, let's say he finishes the year averaging about 20 points, and I don't mean for the season. It's too late to push his overall average. Yep. But if his Post Derek White numbers end up being in the twenty point a game range. But that's I mean that's teetering on all star ish. Yeah, that's big for him. Do you move him up? Do you move him up back to the starting lineup, or do you wait till next year? That's tough. I mean, I, I like him. I like him where he's at. Okay. But I mean, I'm not opposed to him bringing him. I mean, you know, it's up to Pop to play with these rotations, see what's working, see what's not. But that that's what he was averaging in that rodeo road trip, like twenty point three points. So yeah. If if he's knocking it out like that, I do like him off the bench though. Like there's a there's a too. huge there's a huge benefit for him coming off the bench and kind of leading that second group and being that spark. And then, you know, if, if he's hot, he just won't come out, right? It doesn't mean his minutes are gonna be down. He exactly. just Okay. I like it. Yeah. My only reason I ask too is what if he's I, I mentioned a little bit ago, but what if he's the next all star? Because Let's say best case scenario, he finishes the season post Derek White, averaging around twenty a game, and you expect him to take a step forward next year again, where he's creeping around twenty one, twenty four a game. Yeah. Now, now you're talking all star player, and now you've got maybe the backcourt to make a a real playoff run with with Murray and Lonnie. And then now you're just waiting for guys like Keldon and Vassell to take a step with these guys. But now Lonnie and Murray are now your, I guess, your ceiling, mm-hmm. so to speak, or the base of your franchise. So it's a good problem to have. And I do think Lonnie is definitely the number one storyline. Once Pop breaks the record, once Pop breaks the record, the number one storyline for the rest of the season is Lonnie. Does he keep the heater? Yeah. And maybe 20 points a game is a little ambitious for me, but that I am going to keep track of his post Derek White numbers. numbers. And and I think now until the end of the season, I will be talking. Lonnie will be a point of con- conversation. And if he lets us down, if he breaks our heart again, if two <laughs> weeks from now we're like, oh, never mind. You know what? So be it. We'll 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 bite the bullet on this podcast. But I'm gonna yeah. go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and put my faith in him again. Yeah, I like to hear it. I'm right there with you. And it's it's funny because if you go back to the beginning of the season, we definitely were not on in that boat with him. I, we were hoping, right? We were, yeah. It was the you know the wish factor. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it uh, such a roller coaster with Lonnie. I just hope that we're back. I hope that we're hit the peak. Yeah. And we're we're about to you know have sustained success for Lonnie 
Yeah, it's good. Are there any uh, any like pet peeves? You know, we're a young team. We know we're going to be all over the board, right? We know where we're at. But are there any pet peeves that kind of drive you crazy with this team? When they come out flat. Yeah. And what I, what I mean is it just feels like there's a lack of effort in the beginning of games. Mm-hmm. Like when they played the – was it the Kings this week? Yep. And they dug oh, yeah. themselves in such a hole at the beginning of the game – no business doing that. They're coming off the rodeo road trip. They're home for the first time. The Kings are coming off a back to back. They got yep. shellacked the night before. They had plane troubles coming into San Antonio. They went to bed late. No reason for that. No. That, I guess, when they when they come out flat, because Jeff Garcia, who's the best in the business, if when it comes to media, he he's Ken Spies digital reporter. Follow him on uh, Twitter at Jeff Jeff G's. Uh, dang, I'll pull, I'll pull up his Twitter right now. But he's the one that mentioned first. He's the one that told me about the plane situation. But he does these stats where he's like, "All right, the Spurs are now one in fourteen when they're trailing by trailing after the first, and his trends are usually spot on. So those and are the things. Let's say that's just at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Yes. He also has Locked on Spurs podcast, another good one. That's daily. So after you listen to us and you're trying to, you know, you, you're waiting six days or maybe it's three weeks for us, yeah. go ahead, Locked on Spurs. Um, he, he'll he always have those trends of how they're going to do the rest of the game. And it's usually pretty spot on, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's my pet peeve. Long, I just, long-winded answer. When they come out flat, like there's a lack of effort. Yeah. What about you? Man, it's their lack or their ability, their lack of ability to rebound. Like the offensive rebounds yeah. they give up to the other teams makes me pull my hair out sometimes. I'm like, because it, it's kind of the same thing. Like, it's not really about talent. It's just effort, being in the right spot, chasing down the balls, and and they're not doing it. And they give up so many second chance points to yeah. offensive rebounds or giving up offensive rebounds. It just drives me crazy when I see it. I'm like, man, come on. We got to hustle to that ball and get it. And so I that's think just... that's, I think that's why Spurs fans are, are hoping above all else to get a real, real good power forward. Yeah. You know, the Spurs have been drafting best player available, which 99% of the time, that's what you should do in the NBA. Yeah. Because even if you're collecting assets at the same position, you can trade those assets. Like, look at Derek White. We had a bunch of guards. You know, they unload Derek White for a first-round pick. They unload Brent Forbes for a second. You know, they you can do that. But they haven't drafted a power forward, and um, it's it's taking its toll on this team. Yeah. And you're that's that's probably the biggest hole the Spurs have is offensive is lack of rebounding. Yeah. Which is crazy because you have, you have one of the best. Point guard rebounders in the yeah. league. Yeah. So you have the ability. You just got to get a good. <clears throat> you got to get a good rebounding power forward, and it would yeah. really help with that. Uh, so the Spurs are looking to break the record. We're on Lonnie Watch. Primo is continuing to get a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. He's kind of hit a rookie wall. You can tell. But one thing that I. One thing that I like about Primo that I didn't expect, he plays really good defense. Yeah. He's disruptive. 
I swear the Spurs have to teach. They must teach being disruptive in passing lanes. Because and I love I love seeing him play defense because when he d's a guy up, his arms are out. Like it's like that old school. Like yeah, his, his hands are out and he's down. ready to go. Yeah. So I love seeing him lock on a on a, on a, on a player because his d is, you know, and it's his first year, right? So I, I can only expect it to get yeah significantly better. And that's what I didn't expect. I thought Primo would just come in as a scorer, right? Kind of. Uh, I thought Pop would have to teach him how to play defense more. And, yeah. and he still has things to learn, but like you said, but I like the fact that when Primo's not, when his jumper's not going down, he's still effective. And that's probably why he's continuing to get minutes. He Pop sees effort. Yeah. If you give Pop effort, almost to a fault, Pop will still play you. There's a reason why and Danny we- Green has a career in this in this league. Yeah. And I don't want to go down too far down the rabbit hole, but you saw what happened with Luca, right? When he no did get yeah, exactly. Good point. So kudos to Primo. I know his scoring's been down, but he's giving the effort needed to stay out there, and that's what's important. That's what you want to see. I think one thing we're learning as Spurs fans, and we didn't have to deal with this, and I was thinking about this, right? Because you know, Dejounte Murray, this is what his fifth season or so. He's he's finally developed to an All Star. Lonnie Walker is maybe finally getting it. Uh, Keldon and Vassell are still in their infancy. They're they're growing, but it's the new NBA. That's just standard because these kids are only playing one year of college. Yeah. So you have to. They have to grow within your team. And I was thinking about it, and the Spurs never had to deal with that with the Stars because Duncan played four years of college. Robinson played four years of college. Tony Parker came in at 18, and he did have he did have growth with our team, but he was also a pro already in France. Manu came in a little older and was already a pro a few years in Europe. So we haven't had to wait for a young American player to be to grow, not one that we depend on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is kind of new to us. You know, the rest of the league has done this. Nobody, you know, very few players can get drafted, you know, one year out of high school and then just light the league on fire. And I think that's something we're learning. We're a fan base that doesn't know this and we're learning as we, you know, because I was thinking like, man, it took Lonnie forever to get to this point. Now we got to give him a new contract. But I think that's just, that's the way of the world in the NBA. Yeah. And we had the big three for so long. We were just so spoiled with him. We didn't have to develop those guys. We could send him to Austin and do whatever we we're gonna do about it. Hey, I, I wanted to ask, and it might have it might be like a week old now, old news. But did you see Dejounte throw the ball at the ref? I didn't think it was that bad. You didn't? I I I liked it. I I thought he threw it at him. Like he clearly kind of okay. chunks it at his feet. Um, I don't. But I like it. seeing that out of him. Yeah. It was. Different. I like how was, much he cares. There's passion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you like it because we have we've never had like. Yeah, like I, I like seeing that passion out of like get get upset. It's okay to get mad. Yeah. And to get angry and you know and to be pissed off, right? It's, and it, and it, it usually can be a spark for the team. And he's the leader of this team. He's, yeah. He's now one of the older guys. He's twenty five years old, but it's wild, saying. But he's he's the all star. He's the alpha. He's the point guard. He's one of the older ones. Um. So yeah. This team, this attitude of this team and the work ethic of this team is going to go with the way Murray goes. 
Uh, one other note, the Spurs played the Lakers last night, and apparently Russell Westbrook is extremely hurt that people call him West Brick. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it became a big deal where he feels like his name shouldn't be disrespected. Wow. And I thought, what a what a girl. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's these these NBA players are soft. Right? I mean, how many times have we seen it this year where LeBron or I think even Carmelo did it? Like they get fans ejected from the game for just yeah. running around. Like I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what's said, and you know, there's lines that can't be crossed. But you think of like Spike Lee and Reggie Miller. Like, yeah, you would never in a million years ask for that. Like, for would the Spike fans. Lee would Spike Lee make Russell Westbrook cry? Yeah, probably he may. <laughs> and so when I saw the story, they made it look so the story in the headline looks like a Spurs fan was yelling something horrible at Westbrook. And then I was like, West, you, you hear the audio, it's West Brick. And he's like, well, that's my last name. And it shouldn't be like, oh my God. We're having this. I'm not going to let Spurs fans be looked at as garbage people because of West Brick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a clean name. That's- like, it's not like, it's, it's cursing. It's I could say that around my like, yeah. <laughs> I could say that around my three year old and not feel bad yeah. about the same Westbrook. Yeah. But it's it hurt his feelings, goofy, I guess. Man. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, come on. Cause what I because re- again, the story looks like we were, you know, a Spurs fan was yelling like a racial slur or something. I was like, Oh yeah. no. What we, we don't want to be we don't want to be in the news for this. And then it was Westbrook. Yeah. Like, oh my god. This is a non story. <laughs> yeah. That's him. That's what happens when you're a Laker. He's just yeah. looking for something. He's lucky. He's still a Laker. They can't get rid of him. Yeah. One more sidebar. And this is something I love about the internet. So the internet is about receipts. Oh, yeah. So, so Magic Johnson tweeted out, again, because some little Spurs fan hurt his feelings. We got It's something about, like, we have to respect Westbrook's family and his name and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody posted a video of Magic Johnson on TV calling him Westbrook. <laughs> That's the best. I love it. I love receipts. Even if it happens to me, I, I'm sure there's uh, someone. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, man. Well, how, how, does he, how does he come back from that? Like, what do you say? Nothing. Nothing. He's an older man who's probably not on Twitter too. too. Uh, he tweets a, a little bit, but um, yeah, you don't say anything. Because if you try to defend it or say, "Well, that's different," yeah, you make it you make just, it worse. Just yeah, it's okay to say, "Hey, my bad. You're right. Got caught out." <laughs> All right, uh, we'll get more Spurs talk again next week. We'll talk more Pop's overall legacy, and we'll see where the Spurs are at as far as. I don't want to use the T word again, because again, I think we. I don't want to flip flop on that subject as much as we do with Lonnie Walker. Yeah. So we'll 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 set that aside for today for now. But uh, I do want to pick your brain because the last our last episode, mm-hmm. I tried to convince you that it was okay to cut Amari Cooper. Yep. And at that point, it was hypothetical, right? Well, now Cowboys Nation is up in arms. Yep. You know, it was reported that they will probably move on from Cooper. I hope they don't still. There's not as 
there's chatter that they might do it with Tank. Now that hasn't come from like Adam Schefter or that's kind of more up in the air. Uh, there's talk about a Gallup contract coming down the pipe. And they did tag Dalton Schultz with the franchise tag. Yeah. So so before I throw any thoughts myself, I've even avoided I've ta- I've we've texted back and forth a little yeah. bit about this, but I've I've res- I've resisted to really engage with you because I wanted to be on air. So. <laughs> Mouse, yeah. I need it. This is this is a therapy couch, Mouse. Lay down. I know. Put your feet up, and I want you to just let it all out. Your thoughts. You, you, you know, I'm excited about the Spurs, and then you just crushed me when we. I, I didn't want to have this conversation. <laughs> I, I wish we just skipped it for, for the week, but I'm I'm not happy with where. Like I can't remember a time going into a season. The, the league year hasn't started, and I'm still like I'm mad about last year. And then I'm mad with the decisions that they've made so far. Now, other than the Dalton Schultz uh, franchise tag, it's mostly been speculation, right? They yes. speculate we're going to re-sign Gallup. They yes. speculate we're going to cut Cooper. It's, you know, it's been talks of us trying to renegotiate Tank's contract and him saying no, but nothing's nothing's firm, right? So I hate to be too, too high or too low. This early in the season, like I said, this, the league year doesn't even start till next week. So, come come July, I'll have a better understanding of our team, what it looks like going going into next year. And we knew coming out of last year, our team was not going to be as talented going into the twenty two twenty three season. Like we we knew yeah. that and we expected that. But I don't like where they're going tagging Schultz. And if they do cut Cooper, I went, you know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think Cooper is is huge. I think he, you know, he's he's a lot better than what he showed to be last year. And the numbers I'm hearing about Gallup, right? So we just spent 11 million Schultz. If we cut Cooper, we're gonna lose six million dollars. It's still gonna be a six million dollar cap hit. And then if we sign Gallup for, I I, I was hearing like 13 million, maybe 14 million. We've. I read an article the other day that we offered them ten, and they like laughed at it and turned it down. So, if if we're at fourteen for Gallup, plus six million in a cap hit for Coop, that's twenty million. Why not keep Cooper? Gallup's coming off of an injury. I know it's an ACL. We don't know what he's gonna be like. I think like yeah. I think maybe like one in. Th- I think the numbers say like one in three. NFL stars who tear their ACL, tear it again, right? So I'm not confident paying Cooper $14 million, $13, $14 million, and letting Coop walk with a $6 million cap hit. Like, I don't like that. I I think the tight end position we could draft third, fourth round and get it a lot cheaper than $11 million. So if we can figure out a way... We we tag Schultz if we can keep Cooper. Like to me, that's that's really important. Or get a hell of a deal on Gallup. Then then I feel okay, but I'm still not happy with it because Gallup is not, it, to me, is not is nowhere near the receiver that that Cooper is. And so I'm not happy with what we're hearing. Um, but like I said, time will tell. We'll see how this all shakes out. Um, come come a couple months or at least a couple weeks. So we'll know we'll know Gallup. Excuse me. We'll know Cooper here in the next week and a half because. I think they got to make a decision by like day three or day five of the new, of the league year, which is like March twentieth or something like that. 
Okay. So we'll know here pretty quick. And Mike Williams just signed a massive contract with uh, the Chargers, right? Twenty and million a year. Yeah. Million a year. Master for number two because he's not their number one. He's their number two. I looked at the the stats. He's coming off a really good year, but nothing outrageous. I and mean, I looked at the stats on him compared to Gallup. I guarantee you, Gallup's team is using that number. He's not going to get twenty mil, but he's not going to take ten. Right? Yeah. Him and Gallup. He's he's. I think it was in the year one one year more than Gallup, but they both average like seven hundred thirty yards a year. If you look at their career, Gallup's been in the league four. Mike Williams has been in the league five. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind, and he's a number two. There's no doubt in my mind, Gallup's team is using that that number as leverage. So if you're going to pay Gallup fourteen million dollars, take a six million dollar cap hit for Coop, doesn't make sense to me. Okay, now. The Mike Williams deal is stupid. He's getting more than Devontae Adams is going to get. Yeah. Which I think is that's just silly. But and well, I he set are, the standard. Yeah. He'll use that. But even franchise tagged Devontae Adams is making less. <laughs> yeah. The whole Schultz thing, here's I always like to look at tangible, you know, just the evidence. Yeah. The Cowboys tight end coach was at the Combine. And I want to say he even ran some of the tight end drills for the prospects. Mm. I don't, And it's not just him. But after the Combine, three teams tagged their tight ends. The Browns, Dolphins, and Cowboys. That tells me the NFL is not too thrilled with this year's crop of tight ends. I'm not trying to excuse. I'm not a big fan of the Schultz tagging. Yeah. And and maybe this just buys him time to you know to agree to a a deal where his number comes down as far as caps cap hit. Maybe he, you know, maybe they get him a four-year deal, nine million a year or something, you know, something little. But it does at first when it wasn't, you know, when I was looking at just the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz. I was like, man, why would you tag him? But the other tight ends that got tagged too are, I mean, none of them are lighting the world on fire. They're solid. They're like, you know, they're like Schultz. So it just seems that's where the NFL is. After the combine, it's weird to me that three tight ends get tagged right away, same day. That That's almost good news for me because that tells me the tight ends, the top tight ends in the draft are probably expected to go like rounds two through five. So if they're tagging other tight ends, that means those teams aren't going to need them, right? And so, sure, there's no Kyle Pitts in the draft, right? We don't need Dalton Schultz to be Kyle Pitts. And yeah. I, and no matter who we throw in there, all they're going to do is run Jason Witten's famous Y route, and they're going to catch the balls, and they're going to score tight ends just because that's the way our offense is built. Dak, yeah. loves, Dak yeah. loves the tight end, just like Romo loved the tight end. So the tight end's going to get open regardless if it's Schultz or you know any any of the the young rookies I think that we could have found in the third or fourth round for cheap, um, I, I think they'll do the same the same amount of job. You still have Sprinkle. I think they're going to try and resign Sprinkle for cheap, who's a decent run blocker, um, so he can he can fill that gap for you. But I don't know. I mean, I it's hard to just gauge just the Schultz, right? Just if I look at eleven million dollars, it seems like it's a lot of money for Schultz, but it's going to be if we get Schultz and then we overpay Gallup. And then lose Cooper. Starts, starts, yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm not. Uh, I won't be happy. I won't you, be happy at all with you'd, that. You'd rather have Cooper or Gallup and Schultz. Yeah, I'd I rather guess. have. Yeah. So if you get Cooper, you kept Cooper. No, no. You draft- would you rather? Would you rather have Cooper, or would you rather have Schultz and Gallup? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if, if okay. you draft, if you kept Cooper, you could draft the tight end, say round three, four. The top five tight ends are all expected to go, like I said, right, rounds maybe two. Most of them have three to five. So if you drafted a rookie tight end, kept Cooper, it's it'd be probably you'd probably save like eight mil a year, seven mil a year versus keeping Schultz and depending on what Gallup signs for. And again, Gallup's coming off of a bad ACL injury. And if they offer Gallup 10 and they just sign Schultz, they franchise them, but they sign them for 11, there's no way in my mind that we're getting a, a cheap discount on Gallup. He's not going to want 11. Okay. So especially off, no matter how crazy that $20 million Mike Williams deal is, he'll still use that yeah. to, no, to leverage out some more money. Okay. I think they're not – I don't think anyone's impressed with the tight end class this year. It wasn't just the Cowboys. It was – Again, two other teams were like, we need to hold on to our tight end. Yeah. So I don't. And I, I think, honestly, I think that Blake Jarwin injury scared. And this that's another thing. Schultz. That's another factor. This shows decision. Now they can cut Jarwin. Like, in. I, yeah, I expect Jarwin to play at all next year. Yeah. yeah. I Because ex- I think they can save $2 million in cap space by cutting him. I would say that's a done deal. You're not going to go into the season with Schultz and Jarwin on solid deals. Yeah. To Gallup, we'll wait and see. I I really hope it's not too pricey. As far as Gallup. I think I, I I think we'll know a Gallup and Cooper by Cooper's date, which is like I said, like day three or day five of the league year. Because Cooper's I don't gone. think they'll I cut. Don't you don't. There's no. You don't think there's any. Well, you think if Gallup's running fourteen million. Once Schefter tweeted out that Cooper's gone, I, I that's that's it. I don't know, man. And I already I'm not gonna d- deep dive into why I think it's not a bad idea. The only nugget I'll throw out there is Dalton Schultz and Amari Cooper gave us the same production last year. Yeah, but that's one year. Like Cooper's know, the last three years before that he was at 11, over eleven hundred yards. Yeah. And right? now Lamb now He's, Lamb's at. Yeah, but we could have both. We had Coop and Gallup in nineteen. They could both be there. And the reason, part of the reason Cooper's numbers are down, he had like 30 or 40 less targets. You look at top wide receivers, wide receivers that have 7,000 yards by the age of 28, Moss, Hopkins, Evans, Fitzgerald, Ape, Antonio Brown, and Cooper. I don't think think last year is a true, I don't think it's a true representation of who he is. It was just one year where his targets were down. And, uh, and Dak just didn't throw him the ball. But he just disappears a lot too. Remember two years ago we were we were off. He Cooper is a quiet prima donna, right? Des Bryant, you don't get him the ball early. He starts lighting up the lighting yeah. up the sideline. Cooper's not like that. He'll just he'll he'll get quiet and and he maybe he'll he won't play as hard as he normally does. So but he's still in a I mean a top tier wide receiver. I think you gotta get him the that's why you gotta get him the ball. And I can't I can't pay $20 million to a top 20 receiver who, if he feels like it, will be top 10. So where, I just don't your, like that. Where's your number for Gallup? What if Gallup is 13 and you're taking a 6 mil cap hit for Cooper? 
I'm not worried about the six mil cap hit. I'm looking at it as Cooper's twenty. Or but you still have Gallup a cap. And Schultz. Yeah, but just just yeah, on yeah. Gallup. Just Gallup alone. And Gallup, Gallup versus Cooper. You're no matter if you cut Cooper, you it's a six million dollar cap hit. You that money is on the books. Yeah, yeah. But if you keep him, it's twenty. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. What so, do I want to do long term? What do I do? I want Gallup and Schultz long term or Cooper long term? Yeah, but it's, that that may not be the way to look at it. That's that's not the question because Schultz at this one is already done. The question is, oh, Gallup, yeah, just Gallup. Like, are you? Where's your cutoff for Gallup? Do you pay Gallup fourteen million, and you're gonna have a six million dollar cap hit? So that wide receiver position is gonna cost you twenty million dollars, whether it's Cooper, or whether it's Gallup with fourteen million and a six million cap hit, or thirteen mil and a six million cap. You know, where is your yeah. number for Gallup? I don't want to go over. I wouldn't go over twelve, because I. Here's my thing. I don't. I think paying wide receivers, unless they're a top five difference maker, is stupid. Like Mike paying Mike Williams was dumb. You can yeah. find a Mike Williams in the draft. There's what? There's gonna be what? Six wide receivers going the first round. Receive paint. Everyone harps on Zeke's contract. Oh, that's so stupid. Why would you pay a running back? Yeah. And, and I don't disagree. But paying wide receivers is even dumber. You don't pay running backs because they tend to wear out. Yeah. But there's not a lot of running backs coming through those gates. Running backs are rare. Good ones are rare. College does not produce running backs at a high level. How many running backs are going to be in the first round this year? Zero, I think zero, right? Or maybe one. Yeah. I think it's zero. I think the mock drafts don't have any. It is hard to grab a top-level running back. There's going to be six wide receivers in the draft first round this year. And there was like five or six last year, five or six years. I mean, it's just a college football produces wide receivers at a high level. I was hoping Cedric Wilson would be dirt cheap. And he's gone. And they're saying his number's a little higher. Now, let's see what the market looks like. If I'm the Cowboys, I wait. Yeah, I sit. So, so we're on, we're, we talked about it a couple weeks back, right, about, about Cooper. So what if Gallup wants $13 million and you're going to take a $6 million cap hit? So that means that wide receiver position is going to cost you $19 million for Gallup or $20 million for Coop. Is is there a way in your mind where you, you want to keep Coop or you're, no. you're done with him no matter yeah, what you keep Gallup? You, you gave yourself an out of his contract. Yeah, but we can still get out it. next year. Yeah, but then you're I don't in think the it same makes boat. sense. But then you're in the same boat. Yeah, but I don't think it makes sense. I'm not. I'm not. Over, I'm not going to overpay for Gallup. There's no way coming off an ACL injury. Oh, I agree. Injury. If I you take, if you can, paying for overpaying, you just got to get out of that coup contract. The, the Cowboys have, I think it's like five players that are eating up a, way too much of the cap. Yeah, and Cooper's one of them. Tank's the other one. I like Tank a lot, but you save nineteen million. That's a little. That's a chunk of change to look yeah. at. Um, but I like Tank a lot. I'm a big Tank guy, and but with Cooper, you gave yourself an out. I think you're going to be fine. I don't want to sign Gallup to over eleven, twelve, because again, I'm of the belief 
that receivers are a dime a dozen. I'm hoping, honestly, I'm hoping that the market reflects that. Now, Mike Williams just got a stupid contract, so maybe not. But if I, me, I'm a little podcaster in San Antonio. If I realize there's going to be six number one receivers coming out of the draft, some of these teams have to also realize that. And that that's where I agree with you. Like if if Cooper, no, excuse me, if Gallup's going to want 12, 13, 14 million dollars, I'd rather cut him or not re-sign him, cut Coop and go in and get a wide receiver. Yeah. I don't want to pay anywhere near what we're going to pay for Cooper or for Gallup. If that's the case, we might as well keep Cooper who's a better wide receiver. That. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Don't, but don't but pay does, Gallup that much. But it yeah. seems like they are. Yeah, that's react. what I don't like. I'm not going to react until it happens. Yeah. Because it would be, to your point, it's stupid to give him big number, big money when you're getting out of another contract. For a better player. So I do agree 100%. I'm hoping the market for wide receivers drops significantly. Yeah. Because if Devontae just, Adams is tagged for 18, how can you justify going above 12 for anybody? Yeah. Godwin got tagged, I think. Yeah. So he's also at 18-ish. That's the cream of the crop. The Chargers should be getting laughed at. If the Chargers had a fan base... People would people would be mad because he ba- he put up CD Lamb numbers. Yeah, Cooper numbers. Which is good with Lamb last year. Three years before that, it was Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Co- Cooper numbers. Yeah. So, if you're paying more for Mike Williams than the Packers are for Devontae Adams, and you look like an idiot. So I'm hoping. I'm afraid, though, because you're right. He might set the market, and it's way too high. Yeah. I'm hoping the two guys that were franchised are the ones that really set the market. Yeah, but if they set it at 18, what is Gallup going to want? 14? Is he that much? Is he that close to Devontae Adams? I mean... He's really good. I'm a, I'm a, I like Gallup a lot. Yeah. But there's no way... You... He's not taking 10, because that's what we came to the table with, according to the report, and he's, he said his team said it's way too low. We're too far. Okay. Off. What I'm saying is let's see what the wide receiver market dictates. I'm okay yeah. letting other people spend on wide receivers. Because there's going to be two or three wide receivers with our first pick that are very capable of sliding in next to Lamb. Honestly, a guy like one of those two Ohio State guys or a few others, you might draft them and they might blow CeeDee Lamb out of the water. You don't. You can't teach speed, and some of these guys are running ridiculously fast. I'm okay going into the draft needing needing two wide receivers to fill out your roster. My question, not necessarily you, but maybe just a hypothetical question is: Do we make this decision? Like, does Cooper Gallup get resolved before Cooper's day? He needs to be cut. I feel like I feel like they have to. Like, he's I think done, they have to. Have it's like he's gone. Adam, once Adam Schefter hits send on that tweet, yeah, but I things tried, can change. I tried, I tried telling you three weeks ago, man. Things can change. Now it'd be nice if the market gets crazy and somebody trades us for Coop, so he doesn't hit the market. Yeah, but other than that, I think that ship has sailed, and I, I, I know Cowboys fans are like their hair's on fire. Oh my God, why are we? Why are we getting worse? 
two here's a few things I want to talk to Cowboy fans because I know one of our loyal listeners, Ruben, is not happy with me with my Cowboys talk and takes. Was he mad at you? He's probably a smart guy. Sounds like he's it. on your side. Yeah. Here's the thing. One, we knew. We knew this was coming. There's a reason why this last off this last season felt like a big miss. We knew that we were going to make tough decisions regarding the cap. And now there's some people. There's there's even media members that pretend the salary cap doesn't exist. Oh, the cap's a myth. I think they're calling Stephen Jones cap boy. Oh, he's always talking about the cap and he's, the cap's a myth. The cap's not a myth. The salary cap, because people say, well, you could just restructure. Yeah, well, yeah but you're which just we did pushing, today. You're, but you're, pu- you're pushing, you're kicking the can down the road. Now, if you're kicking the can down the road for Zach Martin, who's going to be a Hall of Fame guard, Cool. I don't mind that. You kick the can down the road for your franchise quarterback. I don't mind that either. I don't want to restructure Cooper because he's not worth that money. And I already, if you don't, if you want to hear that long speech I did about that, that's the last episode. Don't kick the can down the road with Cooper. Tank is interesting because I think Tank brings a lot to the table, but I don't know if he's worth that money. Yeah, that's going to be a really hard decision to make. Cooper to me is easy. And again, I, I made that point a couple weeks ago. Tank is the hard one because on one hand, I think he's one of the better players on the team. The other 19 million in savings for not a lot of sacks is hard to change. Yeah. But and an injury, injury prone, really. An injury. Yeah. So that, that's a tougher decision, and I'm okay. I, that's one of those where I won't be mad or overly opinionated either way. So, But I'll, going back to the Cowboy fans, let the whole plan play out. It might yeah. be a stupid plan. It might be a really stupid plan. But don't overreact to every rumor or every move within the moment. Kind of like the Spurs, right? The Spurs have, you know... First, it was, oh, we're not going to get anything for DeMar DeRozan. Oh, we just got one first-round pick. It turned into two first-round picks and two second-round picks, which is good for a guy that was leaving anyway. Oh, why are you signing, signing Brent Forbes? Oh, you got a free draft pick out of it. Oh, there's too many guards. Oh, you traded away for first-round pick. It's a longer plan. It's a long offseason. I would, if I'm, a, if I'm talking to Cowboy fans, I would say this. Let free agency play out in the next week or two. We And you know what? We might be on this show next week, and we might both be pissed about the stupidity. Or we might see, hey, okay, they've got an idea of how they're building the roster. Let free agency play out, and let the draft play out. Let's see what holes they fill within the draft. Because it's one thing this team does pretty well, and that's draft. Um, if you're one of those Cowboy fans that wants to extend everybody and just keep the exact why do you want to keep the exact same team together anyway um i don't like that and and i knew as soon as the rams won the super bowl i knew the mantra for every fan of the nfl would be that's why you go all in that's why you go all in if the rams don't win against the Bengals, they look like idiots because they mortgage their future the Bengals built through the draft 
the 49ers who almost beat the Rams built through the draft. Let's not overreact because the Rams won. And I knew, I knew ex- as soon as they won, I knew every Cowboy fan would say, oh, the Stephen Jones is an idiot. That's why you go all in every year. But if it doesn't work out, then you're screwed. Like, look at the Broncos. I'm going to pick on another one of our longtime fans. Harry is a big Bronco fan, and he's been tagging me and arguing me on Twitter today because the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. They traded a good tight end, a really good defensive tackle, two first-round picks, and two second-round picks. That's mortgaging your future. Yeah. Now, Russell Russell Wilson might win them a Super Bowl. If he doesn't, you look like an idiot because – if you're a solid NFL team, you're drafting starters in the first and second round, right? You need starters in those two rounds because one, they get you get better, and two, it's Cheap. cheaper labor. So that's four potential starters they traded away, plus the two they already did, and then of course Drew Lock. I'm not even counting him because you got a better quarterback now. <laughs> so that's six potential starting players for Russell Wilson. And I know every fan base, especially Cowboy fans, want Stephen Jones to go all in. And anyone that's listening to this podcast knows I'm not like the biggest Jones family fan. So it's weird that, Mouse, you're on one side of the fence with what they're doing. And I'm kind of – I'm okay with it. I want to see the process play out. I do not want to go all in. And, and I've been wanting to say this, and this for Cowboy fans. My theory for winning in the NFL – is you always have to be there. You always have to be in the playoffs. The NFL is such a level playing field. It's such a all the you know how many how many teams this year, Mouse? Would you say legit had a shot at the Super Bowl this year? Eight, ten? Yeah, probably probably about eight. There's so much parity in the NFL. So my theory, and I think this is Stephen Jones' theory. You want to be a team that's always there, right? If you're mm-hmm. always in the top eight, ten, if you're always in the playoffs, if you're always in the playoffs, always in the playoffs, always in the playoffs, you're hoping the ball bounces your way once. Yeah. Look, look at the 49ers. They've built that that way. The only reason they weren't in the playoffs last year is the injuries, but they're always, you know, right there. Now I think coaching gets you over the hump with this parity. But that's a whole other conversation that we've had and will have later. As far as building your roster, you don't want to go all in because if it doesn't work, then you're you're out for a couple of years. Look at the Saints. The Saints are way over the cap. They don't even have a quarterback. Usually quarterbacks take up 15 to 18% of your cap. They don't even have a quarterback and they're way over the cap. The Packers are going all in because they have a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback I don't know if it's going to work, but let's not let's also be honest, they're always there, right? They're always in the playoffs. Yeah. They're just finally trying to get over the hump. I get it. But you want to be one of those teams that's always there. Like the Steelers were always there, the Ravens were always there, Packers, Saints, yeah. and and they all have a Super Bowl title even in the Tom Brady era. Now that Tom Brady's gone, now is now more than ever is the time you always want to be there. You always want to be a playoff team. That's just my theory. Again, I'm not the biggest Jones family supporter, which is, but I do like the theory of building through the draft, 
keeping key players, and just being a perennial playoff team. Be one of the teams that's always there, and then just, well, coaching's got to get you over the hump, and that's what we're missing. But I think we're all in agreement. It's almost common sense now, like by 2023, Sean Payton will be here. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Cowboy fans pissed off, is I think Cowboy fans are realizing that 2022 feels like a throwaway year. And that's why I had a meltdown a few weeks ago because I I did want Sean Payton because I don't want to waste 2022. But I think if as long as we're as long as we build a solid roster and again, let's just wait and see what the roster looks like after the draft. As long as we build a roster capable of winning the NFC East, we're going to have a shot, like it or not. And if Dak Prescott's throwing to Michael Gallup's for 14 mil, that sucks. But but again, let's see what the numbers look like. Let's see what um, let's see what the roster looks like. I wouldn't overreact to every rumor because as of now, yeah. only one thing has happened, and that's Dalton Schultz got tagged. Now I do think Cooper will be gone, but but again, let's just wait and see. And if they give if they give Gallup fourteen a year, then guess what? We'll be on this podcast next week, calling them. calling them dumb and seeing how they can build build from there. But the sky's not falling, Cowboy fans. I don't know. It feels that way, but the sky is definitely not is not falling. And I know I don't know how it is all over, but I know on Twitter, Cowboy fans are melting down like crazy. Right, let's wait and see, and then let's just see what the roster looks like. But again, I don't think I don't think the Rams way is the only way of doing it. I actually think it's not the best way. Um, but the Rams lucked out. If Joe Burrow makes one more throw. We're all talking about yeah. another rookie, I, another quarterback on a rookie deal winning. I'd say our team last year was the second most talented team, right? We saw where it got us. And that's what I always tell people. I but I always say, You're mad at Steven Jones for not going quote unquote all in. He still built arguably the best or second or third best roster. Yeah. yeah. So I might hate the way they hire coaches, but they do put good a good roster together so i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt i'm gonna be the voice of reason and it's funny because ruben i think two years ago had to tell me to chill out i think i was overreacting about Dak's injury or so i don't know what it was but ruben and every other cowboy fan listening let's just wait and see speaking of ruben and harry they're two of the guys that jumped on our draft zoom last year uh knock on wood it feels like we might be able to do something live Right? Yeah, it'd be nice. It, it feels like the world's in a better place as far as going out, out of your house. Um, but I fully expect both of them to be there, making an appearance. Um, anyone else that'd like to join, we'll pick a place. We'll try to reserve some tables and, and watch the draft. I, th- I think it's it'll be fun. Now, Harry might not show up because the Broncos won't have a pick till day <laughs> three. But, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could it it could be time for that, but yeah, Cowboy fans, let's wait and see. Free agency starts next week, right, Mouse? Yep. Maybe we'll push. We'll make sure we record either the day of first day, so we get some news, or the day after, just so we we can see if we need to melt down or not. Um. Other than that, March Madness is coming. 
this week is the conference tournament tournaments. Every year we do a Spurs and Salsa March Madness bracket challenge. So it's 10 bucks to get in. Winner will take 80% of the pot, second place, 20% of the pot. Um, if you're interested, I will post it on Twitter and Facebook. Both of them are Spurs and Salsa pages. I know the last two years we've had some good turnout. So um, I'll do that again this year. Again, I'm announcing it right now. First place gets 80% of the pot. Second place, 20% of the pot. That, that's the easiest way to do this. Um, it'll be up. It'll be up by Friday because we'll need a reg. You'll need to sign up. You'll need to sign up before the first games, which are, I guess, next Thursday. Yeah, I think it's like the 15th, 16th. Okay, so I need to do that quick. All right, so by the time you listen to this, there should be something up. If not, wait for it by Friday at the latest. Uh, we'll do March Madness. That'll be a lot of fun, especially this year because there's no clear-cut number one. The state of Texas has some good teams, so that always gets people around here intrigued. San Antonio gets some good games, Sweet 16, right? Yes, we can even attend game. Yeah, you can attend March Madness. There you go. But, uh, yeah, look for that. I think we'll talk more next week as far as our bracket's concerned. I got to wait till you guys turn yours in because if I give out <laughs> my thoughts, you can – not that I'm a G, I'm an expert. I'm not, but but still, we don't want to do that. All right, look for that. Uh, any other – oh, I wanted to bring up something with – speaking of sports, I know baseball is on a lockout, and I know a lot – especially Astros fans around here are bummed. But, man, there's some good college baseball being played here in Texas. UTSA is 9-2, and two, and they beat number six Stanford last week. Uh, Texas State up the road is ranked, and they're currently on a two-game series with the University of Texas up the road, who's number one in the country after beating up on teams like Alabama. They swept Alabama. They beat LSU and Tennessee in Minute Maid Park this weekend. They're every much they're they look every much the number one team in America. Texas Tech and TCU are both ranked. So there's good local baseball here in San Antonio. There's good baseball in the state of Texas. Um, a lot of those games are on the ESPN networks. The paid like ESPN Plus, Longhorn Network, SEC Network, things like that. So. As far as UTSA games, usually they're not televised, but it's very cheap to go down and watch them on campus. The stadium is very small, so I guarantee you, you'll spend like five bucks and you will not have a bad seat. It's, it's uh-huh. a very, very small stadium, so not a bad seat there. And you can make a, a nice little day of it. You can go down to the block, the food truck park, or you can go... If you're not with kids, you go to one of the bars on UTSA Boulevard, maybe some other places around there. But I'd definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget, MOB's out, but our missions, I think their season's going to start here pretty soon as well. Exactly. The missions are going to kick off real soon. Um, so there's still plenty of baseball, and there's still plenty of really good baseball very close to home. So I wanted to bring that up. And we will talk college baseball throughout the year. Uh, let's get through Spurs season and, and – Cowboys and all that, but we will talk a lot of that. I'll keep you updated. 
any thoughts, Mouse, on the NFL in general? Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. Russell Wilson's leaving. It's funny how that Aaron Rodgers saga kind of played out, right? We saw him last year mad at the front office. Matty wasn't involved. His feelings were hurt. They drafted a quarterback, his replacement, you know, and um, he wasn't going to play. I can I can still picture him showing up and walking in, you know, on that first day he showed up to camp and yeah, and all of that. And then now he gets his backup quarterback sent out and uh, and he signs a massive deal. But it's like you said, he's once a once in a lifetime player. So it's just interesting to watch. Yeah, interesting to see how that shakes. It was surprising. So we knew Russell Wilson had talks of wanting to be traded, but it never felt that serious. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's in Denver. Yeah, and it makes you wonder how, you know, what was it last year we heard Dak and a swap for Dak and Russell? Didn't, I feel like that was a rumor for a little bit. So there you probably was legs. How, there were, there yeah. had to have been some legs to that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dak, before you know, since we're on the subject, he's probably what the second or third best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And then uh, you have a group of Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray-ish. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's number two. I I, I feel like I put him above Stafford. I know Stafford just won a Super Bowl, but I, I feel like I yeah. put him above Stafford. I think I put him too. Two or three at the worst, right? Yeah. So that that always, you know, Tom Brady's out. There's nobody in the NFC South that scares you. If you're looking at NFC supremacy, you're talking Niners, Rams, Packers, right? Yeah. And then still Cowboys. I know people are thinking the roster's going to be crap, but I'm tr- trust me, it, they're still going to be there. And just like my theory, just be in the fight. Be in the playoffs. All right. Well, before we uh, – well, as we wait on what the Cowboys are going to do, as we wait on Pop breaking the record, there's still a little bit of room in your life, Mouse. So the world wants yeah. to know, what are you watching? Man, so I've, I've – if- I feel like I've, I mean, I finished Ozark. I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago, but again, we haven't recorded in a while. So I knocked that out. Um, or I guess I'm caught up, right? There's still another half season that's coming out in April sometime. Um, so that so that was great. Are you uh, are you completely caught up on that? Yes, I I love Ozark. Okay. I caught, yeah, that's that was a quick one for me. Yeah, so that's a good. Uh, that's on Netflix, obviously. I also finished uh, that Kanye West documentary, Genius. I need and, to watch uh, the third it, one, but I do love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, it's just. I think you mentioned it before, you know, just them having that real footage all, you know, his entire, not his entire career, but to start his career and then, you know, throughout it. So that's a good watch for sure. Um, I also binged this weekend a Netflix series called Vikings Valhalla. It's kind of a a sequel to Vikings that was on um, History Channel. Okay. Um, And so that's... Uh, I think that just recently came out. So that was pretty good. I like Vikings on the History Channel a little bit better, but that's still a, a really good series if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, and then I tried to watch Inventing Anna. Have you Is seen it? it? No, I think my wife talked about it, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. I feel like there's a bunch of hype, and I watched one episode, 
and then I didn't, I wasn't interested. So my wife watched the second, and then she put on the third the other day, and I was like, eh, I don't even really want want to watch it. So I probably won't finish that. But um, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on it because I feel like, like I said, there's a lot of hype around it, but I I wasn't really a fan. What about you? What do you? What's uh? What's on your tube? So I did watch the Kanye special genius. I saw that uh, the guy that recorded all the footage. I don't remember his name. Uh, Cootie. 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 He got thirty million dollars for this footage. Wow. So, hey, before we Cootie. jump, I've been wanting to. Yeah, I've been wanting to bring something up, and you, you when we you said Kanye it reminded me of it, and I'm like. It kind of crushed me um, to hear, and I had to Google it. My wife told me about this a couple weeks ago. I was actually after, like, maybe the week or two after the Super Bowl. How did I not know that Jay Z wrote "Still Dre"? Did you so, see that? Okay, two things. I don't know why, but as soon as you started talking, I knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But two, yes, of course I knew that. I'm the biggest Jay Z. I'm literally wearing a Jay Z shirt. As we record, yeah, I can confirm. There you go. <laughs> so, so yes, I, was, I knew that. I was like, I, I, when she told me, I was like, no way, get out of here, get that's nonsense. And then uh, I googled it and I saw Snoop Dogg talking about it, and I, I don't know, it was just, I wasn't happy. But Dre's that. not a, he's not an MC, you know what I mean? He's not a traditional rapper. Yeah, like just, he, people probably wrote his stuff his whole life. Yeah, it just feels weird that he, you know, and I think they flew him in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back then, so. Anyway, I just it was news to me. I don't know if everybody knew it. I feel like it didn't I, I never heard I mean I've never heard about it until until after the Super Bowl. It's um, more common because I think Jay Z was singing the song at the Super yep. Bowl. And people are like, look at him singing the song he wrote. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it did come out. You'd be surprised what Jay Z wrote back in the day. I'll give one little tidbit. We're not gonna get in this whole Jay Z thing because I'll go on for another hour. He wrote yeah. Lux Bunny's rap in the Space Jam soundtrack too. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Little, little huh. fun fact. Yeah. So Bugs Bunny and Dr. Dre benefiting from Ghost Rider, Sean Carter. There you go. Yep. It's funny that that's what I just I don't know why I knew that we were going with this. <laughs> we spent I've been wanting to ask together. you about it. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I figured, but it crushed me when I heard it. Uh, what am I watching? So I did watch the Kanye thing. I love it. That's kind of my era of Kanye. Yeah, man, he was good. I watched this show and it's I think it's two years old though. It's called Barbecue Quest. And it's this mm-hmm. girl who she travels Texas checking out barbecue joints. And every episode's a different city. Um, two little tidbits. One, she does three barbecue joints in San Antonio. Two of them are closed down now. Oh wow. Sad. But two M barbecue uh. is maybe the best barbecue in town, and it was featured on there. Uh, but there's some good spots. It'll make you want to drive around Texas a little bit. There was a spot that made me want to drive like five hours west to some random town called Monahans. They had a really cool barbecue, barbecue and brewery joint that looked really cool. Hmm. But that's on Hulu, Barbecue Quest. Oh, another tidbit from that. There's a Mexican barbecue place called Valentina's in Austin. And I wanted to bring it up. I haven't tried the food, so this is not a food review. But when they're talking to the chef, you know, to the grill master about it, he says, I wanted to make food like we do at home when we all get together for things like Easter or Spurs games, you know, get us all excited. 
So I'm like, all right. Oh, I like that. So I'm going to try out Valentina soon because give him a little shout out for, you know, the Spurs kind of inspired his barbecue a little bit. So that caught my ear. I wrote, I jotted that down right away. Um, my wife's getting into old classic movies. So we did watch Casablanca yesterday on HBO Max. I liked it. I was actually intrigued. Uh, it caught my really? attention. I don't think I've ever seen it. it. It's, I had, I had is this in black and white? It is. color? Black and white. So I, I think I'm going to watch more and more classic movies. I also watched Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. That's a good movie. Have I seen that? I think I have. I, I don't know. So HBO Max has a lot of good classics because they also have the Turner Classic Movies under their umbrella. Now, a little tidbit on that, too. So I'm, I'm going through, you know, Turner Classic Movies. So growing up, that was the channel. It felt like they were, just, they were always showing black and white movies, right? Back in yeah. the day. Well, one of the movies they had was um, Menace to Society. I thought, man, I'm old enough to where Menace to Society is on Turner Classic, TCM, Turner Classic Movies. Wow. <laughs> the way your That's heart was broken, to... the way your heart was broken, <laughs> that Dr. Dre didn't write, still Dre. Uh, uh... Going back to that real quick, ever since the Super Bowl, my son has loved that song. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, about an hour, two hours ago, we were driving home from dinner and he requested to play it. And I told him, I go, hey, Jay-Z wrote that song. And he's like, why? Like, it blew his mind. Like, why would he write for someone yeah. else? But uh, he's gotten into John Jay and Eminem has been big now in his life because of the really? time show. Yeah. And if you're looking, here's a little parenting tip. If you're looking for a station that plays classic hip hop where you want to teach your kids the classics, but you're worried about bad words, iHeartRadio, which is free, and you can listen to this podcast on iHeartRadio, by the way. Um, they have a station called Fly Nation. And it's an amazing track list of classic hip hop. And it's it's the radio version, so it's edited. So we've been doing that a lot with the boys. Anyways, back to what I'm watching. So Casablanca, Chinatown. I feel very uh, cultured now. Cultured? Oh, that's the word that came to my mind. What I should do, a lot of the movies that are up for Oscars are on streaming sites, but none of them catch my attention right now. So maybe I'll get real cultured and start watching those. Uh, what else am I watching? Oh, the other thing is The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't heard of it. So my wife got me into it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's set in the late 50s. It's this um, it's this lady who's trying to break into comedy. She's a stand-up comedian. And she's a vulgar comic. So back then, you know, wives were supposed to be proper. And it's very much the leave it to beaver generation. You know what I mean? And there she is on stage using foul language. Not only is it improper for a woman, back then you could get arrested for doing darker, not, I don't want to say darker, just foul comedy. Yeah. What I like about the show, one, because it's a, it's a different era of America, but also they mix in a lot of real history with the show. So much so that every time there's somebody, a character introduced in the show, I guarantee you, you're going to Google to see if they're real. 
And it's always, it's always, uh, when you Google it, it'll say, a lot of people do this. So it says, is so-and-so from Miss Maisel real? Um, there is a lot of real characters, a lot of cool history that they've, it's almost like the movie Forrest Gump, you know how they stick them in historical moments? Yeah. It's not as blatant as Forrest Gump. It's very, you know, it's more natural. So it's in New York, 50s. Um, it's a really good show. I like it. There's the season four just came out. So I'm not caught up yet to all of it. But um, so I'm behind as far as talking about the show. It's already four years old, but a new season is out now. Uh, really, really good. I really recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Um, again, it mixes. It's funny. Not just not just her stand-up's funny, but like the show's funny. It mixes history in there, social history, un- cult, pop culture history. Uh, it's it's really cool. It's really cool to also you start going down a rabbit hole, right? You you Google, hey, is so and so real? Yeah, actually, they <laughs> are. There's the whole story. That oh man. So that show makes me feel a little cultured, also. So not only am I a Mari Cooper expert, I'm also getting a lot more cultured in the arts. <laughs> So what you're doing your uh, off season? Yeah, and I've been watching a lot of college baseball, and then my my sons are in baseball, so I fit in TV when I can. But before we go, there is one other food item. We haven't had a new food item in a little while. I tried out a new food truck. It's called Eleanor 1909. It's a Philly cheesesteak food truck. Oh, it's amazing. And what I'm about to say might make you mad, but it'll also make you think. I knew this place was going to be legit because it had a Philadelphia Eagles sticker up front. Oh. So I thought, oh, so they're from Philly. I don't know if I want to support them, but that means they yeah. probably have, they probably have a good Philly cheesesteak, right? They, yeah, probably make a mean cheesesteak. It's kind of like when the waitress is telling is speaking you in Spanish, you know, the tacos are going to be legit. Yeah, and I mean, it was really good cheesesteak. It was re- probably the best cheesecake pe- cheesesteak I've ever had. She's very confident. She's a very nice lady, but she knows what she's got. Uh, she does her own. So I know in Philly they use cheese whiz on their. I was gonna. That was gonna be my first question. Is is a cheese whiz cheesesteak? She gives you options, but she makes her own cheese whiz, and it was really good. Ooh. And I told her, I go, come on, like I'm gonna pick another cheese. You just. <laughs> Yeah. And she goes, no, actually, you know, I'll tell you, if you add peppers, you should use this cheese. But I did this traditional cheese whiz. It was great. Um, again, it's called Eleanor 1909. I will tag them on our Instagram, which is where we put all our food items at Spurs and Salsa. I also found them on Facebook. So I'm going to post this episode on Facebook and I'll tag them there as well. So you're, you're able to find their food truck. Where did you find know- where it? Where was their food truck at or located well it wasn't too far from my house it was actually out here on Petrenko. there's a there's a i want to call it a food truck park but it, it started off as just a piece of land mm-hmm. and there was there was one food truck there and it feels like every so often they're adding food trucks it's just building into like a a very um big and prosperous food truck park so I'll try not to do t- too many of the food trucks from the same place, but I would say within the next, within the next two or three months, 
you're going to get every food truck that is there on this podcast. Unless it's not good. If it's not good, we don't, we never, you don't hear it. Re- just so people don't, just so people know, we do review food that's not good. I just don't put it on the podcast. We want to promote good business, you know, local businesses, things like that. So if it's not good, I'm not going to lie to my listeners. And I'm also not going to, you know, come on here and crap all over it either. So, and if you get me drunk, you might get the list of what didn't make the list. Yeah. (laughs) If you come out to our draft party and I have a few shots, you might get the. You you get a list. Or, I, mean, or a kiss. I don't have it written. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll do the list. Mouse will do the kiss. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Yes. Eleanor 1909. Amazing food truck. Amazing Philly cheesesteaks. Um, check it out. Again, we will record next week. We the, By next week, Pop will own the record. We will record after the first day of NFL free agency so we can react to not only the Cowboys, but what other people do. I'm sure the Cowboys will make somebody mad, somebody happy. And I'm sure me and Mouse will be on both sides of that fence. So yeah. we, we got you covered here. Um, I do want to talk next week. Well, let's see if there's any development because Deshaun Watson is still out there. And if Russell Wilson could be moved, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Deshaun Watson has moved. So, Texans fans, we didn't forget you. There just hasn't been much news lately. But until next week, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, whether it's Google, Apple, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Until next week, go Spurs, go.